listening to Nerds on Film with Roxy Noberry, Sean Moriarty, Gina Giovanetti, and Brian Moriarty. Okay, Sean, uh, quickly, what is your intergalactic team? Oh, are we talking about like in The Babysitter on Netflix yeah. where they come up with their intergalactic team? Yes. Can you Okay. Uh, I'd have to go with Drax the Destroyer for <laughs> muscle and comedy purposes. Totally. Yep. Uh, then let's see. Intergalactic team. E.T. Because anybody <laughs> who plays role-playing games knows that you need a healer on your team. Yeah. Oh, God. Someone yeah. who could just touch you and heal the shit out of you. You need Kay. some motherfucking cleric. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who? Uh, oh, uh, I got to steal one from the movie. Xenomorph for sheer fear and dominance <laughs> over Brian. Sure, sure. Oh Why did he dominate over me? Like I'm not a threat to you. Because if I'm gonna make an intergalactic team, and so are you, our teams are gonna fight. <laughs> our teams are gonna fight. Okay. Our teams are gonna fight. How many is that? Is that three? We got Drax, Xenomorph, ET for healing. How many people do we have to do? Five? Uh, three to five. Three to five. Okay, I got two more. All right. Uh, does the entire ride Space Mountain count? Because I want to be entertained. <laughs> I want Space Mountain on my I team. I want to be entertained. Space Mountain counts as a person. They're on my team. That's what we do for recreation. Okay. Four. Okay. That's what we do for fun. Your, fifth one. It's like one of those cruise liners with like the fucking water slide on it. Yep. Oh, and the fifth one is clearly Rick Sanchez. <laughs> what? Good choice. Rick and Morty. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, oh, Rick and Morty, right. the greatest television show ever made by man or any other beast. Show us what you got. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Show me what you got. For me, I'm tiny I would, Rick. <laughs> I would have uh, Ridley from Alien, because obviously. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, I would have Ray from Star Trek. Or Star Trek. Oh my God, no. Ah, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Eric sorry, is guys, committing calm, ritual calm. seppuku in his house right now. Okay, no, it's, Star Trek. It's okay. That was me, by from the way. Star- that high-pitched screaming was me, me, by the way. Let me put this. Let me, let me continue, though. From Star Trek. I would have Captain Catherine Janeway from oh, Voyager. Okay. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. God damn it. It's okay. It's like nine fucking thousand degrees in here. Nerd gods, please forgive me for okay. all of my trespasses. Um, okay. And then I would probably have Gamora from... Uh, hmm. Le Gardien du Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that, Italian? Le Gardien du Galaxy. Yeah. The black and white oh, version what? where they all smoke really thin cigarettes. <laughs> Just, oh, 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 and I forgot. Uh, I definitely would have Starbuck on my team. Okay. Uh, yeah, the female cool. version of Starbuck. Ba- oh, dude, yeah. fucking Hot yes. Katie Sackhoff, but we have, But we have to be clear about this because the character was originally a male. Originally yeah. a male, but made a fucking badass beyond badass. all comprehension oh, yeah. by Kate Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. Yeah. So, yeah, so Starbuck, Ridley, Ray, Gamora. I'd have a big-ass team of a lot of badass women. Hell what yeah. What about you, Gina? Oh, okay. So I haven't seen The Babysitter. That's definitely next oh, on my God. Netflix queue to watch. I did start yeah. watching Big Mouth, though. <laughs> Isn't it great? The hormone I, monster? I, I I will say I did not expect to see Cartoon Penis when I was, like, hopped up on Mucinex. You never. Okay. You never yeah. expect. It's, nobody expects a Cartoon Penis. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, You're not wrong. So oh, in, uh, so good. I mean, in, in the same uh, thought process as Sean, you, yeah, you need a healer. But you also need someone who's going to be able to fix your shit when it breaks down. Sure. So oh. I would definitely have to go with my girl Kaylee from Firefly. Nice. Um, Smart. Also my like go-to Comic-Con costume. Dude, yes. Um, oh, I should have had Kaylee to do maintenance on Space Mountain. <laughs> right? That shit's always breaking down. <laughs> For real. Um, let's see. Oh, I, I need to. So 
probably Kaylee. I mean, come on, uh, Bellatrix to fuck some shit up. Princess Leia. I thought they <laughs> yeah. had to be from the sci-fi universe. Yeah. Ever motherfucking I don't think I can have fucking wizards in space. Wizards in space. Jedi are what is wizards in space. I'm just space. saying. <laughs> I've already, I, I know there's a Jedi on my list. I'm just saying. There so you yeah. go for it. Fair, but like I couldn't have fucking Harry Potter in space. This no. is what I'm getting. <laughs> <Wizards in laughs> Outside the bun. The more traditional Kaylee. wizard, you're like... It turns out it's zero gravity. You can't <laughs> levitate things with a wand. <laughs> That's Flitwick just stuck in the vacuum yeah. space. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. Yes, I have, it I won't have... move. <laughs> oh, my God. I have... I have Kaylee. I have Princess Leia. Um... Ooh, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about this. I thought this was just going to be a you and Sean thing. Think outside the bun, Gina. You can do <laughs> it. Come on. Oh, fuck. Come back to me. Come back to me. Okay. I will, my beloved. Okay, guy. <laughs> oh, Yo, my galactic squad <laughs> is carefully curated. Oh, my God, Brian, stop. Of both universes just... of comic books. Oh and addition, oh also features many great characters. From Brian. giant fiction. Oh I'm about to <laughs> punch you in the. So dick. we all okay. Let's all just. We know Superman's one of them. <laughs> he he's knows Superman's on the oh, list. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a Kryptonian on there. Dude, Superman's um, on the right, team, and that's his team. He's like, I just need Superman. Just Superman. Superman. But to be fair, post-crisis Superman, so not the Superman who can blow out a star. Oh my oh, God, Brian. Brian. For <laughs> specific much? Post-crisis Superman. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> How I dare you? The, How dare you shame me when Superman. this is a very clearly a nerdy question to begin with? Don't you dare shame me for showing my true nerd colors. Oh, Have we learned nothing? Show Have we learned your nothing? Nerd colors. Exactly. That's why I love you. So don't be ashamed to let your nerd grow. Your nerd colors shiny <laughs> like a rainbow. Fucking bullshit. Um, okay, so post crisis Superman. Okay, number one. Okay, just saying it sounds like late August release to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, oh, the crowd pleaser for sure. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Luke Skywalker. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Which Luke? Um, like angry old Luke who's unsure of everything from the last Jedi, Jedi or like post your Luke. Yeah, I was gonna say post hand chop. <laughs> like yeah, oh, like gr- grizzled grizzled Luke like that we're about to see in Last yeah. Jedi. We're like, talking like full on goatee and not, beard okay. and all that. Just this sure is not gonna work out the way you think, Luke. <laughs> so yeah, um, not not bullseye t <laughs> bullseye womp rats in his T sixteen. No, like no, not whiny ass <laughs> Luke. <laughs> Jedi master bullseye Luke. Womp rats. Okay. <laughs> uh. Because you also need someone who has comp- command over time and space. One of the doctors, no question. Oh, shit. Mm. Preferably uh, the Matt Smith doctor, just because mm. I thought he was the funniest one. Um, and, I mean, the power quartet's pretty damn good, isn't it? I would yeah. say that that kind of, yeah. I think you have everything you need at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think. All we need shit. now is just... your team is going to fuck up all of our teams, god damn it. I was going to say, we need a trial by combat. What's my team going to do? Wait, wait, wait. Is Space wait, wait, Mountain going to kill pet. you with thrills? Can I, can I have a team pet? <laughs> What did you say, Sean? It's like I said, my team's space... gonna lose. What is Space Mountain gonna do? Kill you with thrills? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm having too much fun. I can't bear it. Yes. Wait, I, you've got wait, Superman Sean, and I've got hard turns in the dark that surprise you. Dude, dude, wait. And the team, the team animal, the team pet, fucking battle cat. Ooh. Oh, shit. You didn't say we got team pets. Okay, so if we're looking, okay, so if our teams are going to fight each other like Civil War style, you know how they pair up. So Xenomorph with Battle Cat, clearly. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, I, I think You're part of the team, so me and you. Yeah. So, okay, I have I have Kaylee, I have Princess Leia. Yep. You need a captain, so Leela from Futurama. Yes. Ooh, um, yeah, Le- yeah. I'm gonna, and then I'm also gonna go with uh, Marco and Alana from Brian K. Vaughn's Saga comic. <gasps> from Saga! Wow. Yes! Which I'm gonna, nice. I am going to continue to just, like, verbally... Adore Saga so oh, much. Keep uh, on. I love yeah. Saga too. Saga's um, the best. And then I think my my team pet would potentially be a toss up between uh like an Ewok or Gus from Saga. I really fucking love Saga, you guys. Oh Gus. <laughs> I think hey, I've seen that every other guys. episode. You all just really need to read it. My God. <laughs> guys. Could my team pet be Zoidberg? Oh, shit, guys, we're being haunted. Do I get to have a team? <laughs> Hi, I don't Alan. even know you, Alan. Alan pretty wants to... T- I know, we haven't really formally met Gina. Alan! But don't worry, I'll be inside you soon. Ah. <laughs> we <laughs> just talked about this episode, Alan. No, that's not okay. Alan, No, consent. like inhabiting your soul, not your whole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my team. <sighs> okay, Alan, who's your team? So, okay, my team will be consisted of... <laughs> Three red shirts from the original Star Trek series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The half-ass E.T. ripoff in the long-form McDonald's commercial called Mac and Me. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. This is great. This is gold. This is everything I could ever want. And then, and then Bib Fortuna from Return of the Jedi, who had like the big, long serpent head, and he... He served Jabba the Hutt. He just always looks scary. I feel like he could just like scare away most other teams. <laughs> but I think really the four red shirts from Star Trek will do the most damage. Oh, good. All right. Team Decoy. Pretty well awesome. Well done. Well done. Oh, my God. oh no. No, my, my team pet would be... Um, Admiral Akbar. Oh my God. What? <laughs> it's He's a not trap. A pet. He is no, job of the hut counts as a pet. Or Slacious Crumb. Slacious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who, oh, you know who was he a I pet or was he team? just like a living mole? I thought he was like part of him. <laughs> no, he was. A, he was essentially a space monkey. Could my pet thing. be Groot? Then I guess I could have Groot. He's not a pet though. He's, He's not, not a pet. pet. And neither is Admiral Akbar. He's a fucking admiral. Whatever. Show some respect. <laughs> He's a Admiral. I want mine to be Rocket Raccoon then. Even though he talks and he's awesome, he's just a trash panda. So <laughs> He's just a glorified trash panda. I would, al- I would also like to add a second pilot, uh, Hera from Star Wars Rebels. Oh, dude. Oh. You were just pulling them Good out, man. Pull. I fucking, was, okay, uh, wait. This I is love Twi'leks, you guys. They're so cool. That's awesome. They're awesome. I love Bib Fortuna, the, by the way, is a Twi'lek, Sean. He's a Twi'lek. Just he's, know. Got the, he's got the, the Leku. But no, he, he speaks he, hut, doesn't speak uh, Your Galactic mom Galactic. is a Twi'lek. Yeah. So I'm adding the the mincing boy hungry doctor from um, Lost in Space onto my team, <laughs> and then our uh, 
Our Dr. Not our yeah, our pet will be episode. Will Robinson naked with like a chain and a collar. Jesus Christ. See, you're gonna need my that team bar. to come through and basically kick your team's ass all the way to jail because that shit's gotta be illegal. It's not illegal in every galaxy. <laughs> Some galaxies aren't as progressive. Aren't as progressive. Yeah. And yeah, this world's called Primal Galaxy. <laughs> like Primal Galaxy. There you go, Rage, I just wrote a new sci fi show that'll SNES game. SNES. I love it, you guys. Oh, well done, everyone. Go watch The Babysitter on Netflix. It's Great awesome. Saga. It's dope. <laughs> and, well, because we haven't really segued into what we're going to do, but... And on that awkward note, welcome to Nerds on Film. I'm Sean Moriarty. I'm Roxy Noberry. I'm Gina Giovanetti. And I'm Brian Moriarty. And we are full, chock full of... Shit. Shit. Literally, <laughs> we have all eaten recently. <laughs> uh, so this episode so you guys are probably wondering hey when when is that karaoke episode oh my god gonna happen and the thing is we intend to do one but we've always had a snag that we run into sean couldn't do the last one mm-hmm. gina's I, had I'm some vocal recovery cold. i don't know if you've noticed between this episode and the last gina episode ate... i sound a little froggier than my normal voice gina, just tell them what you did you ate a meat pie full of razor blades it's okay i mean you can talk about <laughs> it. I, I did, safe space. I did appreciate, they are delicious. <laughs> They're really full of iron, okay? I did appreciate Sean's suggestion and how to get rid of my sore throat. Oh, my God. To well, the point uh, where I screenshotted it and texted my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, hey, you, so one of my co-hosts is real creative. <laughs> can you regale us with what you wrote, Sean, please, for the sake sure. of... Sure. All right. So, at first I said, all right, you know what you should do is drink a bunch of throat coat tea with honey and lemon. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> or just fee- force feed... Throat coat tea, honey, and lemon to your boyfriend for like three days straight and then have him bust like a huge, <laughs> viscous load into your throat. <laughs> Once oh, more fun. God. Two for one. Two for one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Gina, he you... <laughs> he just was we like, want to just give you the, the three f- dots? <laughs> we want to give you, Gina, the, the full... Stop it, Sean! We want to give you the full opportunity to, like, be at your best for this episode. (laughs) So we are perfectly willing to postpone the karaoke episode until, you know, maybe the next episode that we can do. Um, And tell us if you even liked the first one. Tell us if you even liked the first one. I don't even... Yeah, give us some feedback about that because we had a lot of fun making it and that's why we want to do it again. But it's going to be holiday themed, so we're going to do all the holidays, not just fucking Christmas. one listener request it, but I don't know. Do other people actually want that? Oh, that'd be good. If you look, the rule of statistics is... One listener requests it, we kind of do it. One listener requests it, yeah. That's like at least 100 people. We are a bunch of dancing monkeys, Miss Giovanetti. Welcome to the gun show. Welcome... I mean, that's cool. Welcome to the freak show. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, we, we dance for money. I know. Bands will make them dance, especially Brian. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, uh, because of that, we're not going to go topicless, but rather... Roxy and Gina will go topless <laughs> in, a audito- audi- in an audio podcast. In an audio podcast. Listen to the nipples glisten. It may be audio for them, but I got Skype. <laughs> so Why let's you do it. Lucky. <laughs> so what are we doing instead? We are going to do um, a little critics corner episode mm. in a way. But here's the thing: we have all seen a movie that the other people in this room haven't seen. Mm. So we're going to be able to share a unique perspective on it, and everyone else is just going to have to believe us. Can we do a rating system? Like I can do like. Four out of five. I give it three out of five red hats. And I'll give it three out of five kebab skewers. 
What's I'm that Persian. from, Brian? They're, red hats. There are these. There are these women called the Red Hat Ladies mm, in, in the Bay Area, no, no, no. and they go and they review plays and movies. So they, oh. they literally go. Are you serious? Go, yeah. They, How did they, I they, miss they, that? they show up wearing red blouses and giant oh. like Southern oh, yeah. Tea Party lady hats. I want to grow up to be that yeah. okay. giant Southern Tea Party we lady hats. Have a <laughs> rating system. Type that into system. Amazon. I guarantee you, it pops up. <laughs> Gina's will be meatballs because she's Italian. <laughs> Brian will be. Catholic crosses because he's Catholic man. It's called a crucifix, right? It's called a crucifix. Okay, Jesus Catholic Christ. crosses. Rosaries. Sean's will be uh, Aborted dildos. Rosary oh. beads. Yeah. I give it seven out of ten Hail Marys. <laughs> seven out of ten Hail Marys. <laughs> and mine will be... You got me to do my Arthur laugh. That was great. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah. And mine will be kebab skewers. Kebab. Kebab. Bia inja. Kebab. Bia bia. Come eat your kebab with your voice. That listeners, just send me all of your ethnic food. I'll eat it all. Voch, voch, voch. We are about to get very, very, very hungry tonight. Ochke. Mama Noberry, what are you going to do to us? Oh, I'm going to feed you until your appendix explodes. You will need so much surgery. And all I I will, I will love you until you heal. I will keep feeding you. This is the weirdest porno ever. <laughs> so much surgery. So, Mama Noberry, are you the witch in Hansel and Gretel? I'm just curious. That would be great. Yeah, if the house was made out of like... Out of kebab. Out of like pita bread. And like... Out of kebab and hummus abzi. And hummus abzi was like the foundation and like hummus was like the mortar between the, the mortar, bricks. Yeah. There's a fesenjun moat. There's a fesenjun moat. <laughs> I would be able to live in that house I'd eat all the Persians in the room just doubled over laughing all of our Persian listeners are just starting to salivate oh goodness yeah I think we should totally do like a rating system and like just fucking go from there <laughs> that's all okay, I was trying to say okay let's do it okay what have we seen what have Maybe. we seen um, Brian you wanna go first yeah I saw what Blade Runner 2049 <gasps> yeah yeah do tell it no spoilers though because I still haven't seen it. I will oh, give shit. one, only one, Ooh. and it's minor. You're playing with fire, dude. You're playing with fire. <laughs> um, so here's the thing: it's set 32 years after the original Blade Runner takes place, uh, to the point now where you find out that uh, the Blade Runners are no longer just human. In fact, they actually prefer to make use replicants for the purpose of Blade Running. Um, and they are a new type of replicant who doesn't quite have the, the free will aspect that the original replicants of Blade Runner, um, had. So at least that's what you think. Um, so Ryan Gosling's character, who his name is mostly a number and then he kind of adopts the name Joe throughout the movie is a replicant Blade Runner. And basically, um, the premise of the movie is you find out that it was originally thought that replicants, because they were these constructed human beings, could not procreate. But then you found out that one did. <gasps> and Say what? they're trying to figure out. And so without, and it does eventually. Yeah, you can't spo- You can't say much more without spoiling it. No. Yeah, <laughs> but I will I'll say, this. say yeah, I'm trail not, off there because yeah, I'm intrigued. That's fine. Dennis Villeneuve did a great job of capturing the world 
exactly the way Ridley Scott envisioned it. The shots, the long sweeping shots, mm. the score. I hear it's gorgeous. World building. IMAX. It's the world, world building. building there are literally shots that are like exact replications of similar scenes from the, the first movie. <sighs> you know, here's the thing. Clever. I really enjoyed it. Apparently, a lot of people didn't. I thought it was what? Great. Really? I mean, it didn't do so. No, great everybody office, enjoyed but... it. It just didn't do that well. It was projected to get fifty million in opening weekend, and it got like thirty-two. Yeah. Well, I think but not it's, a lot it of... didn't drop off in the second week. It actually stayed a little stronger. So they're going to make their budget back, especially yeah. with the foreign box office. Wasn't there so, a whole thing about not a lot of women coming to see the, the film? Yeah, even so, though the Gosling. So two two film. things, two things. One, there is the fan theory out there that Deckard, who was the Blade Runner, of course, from the first Blade Runner. The people believe that he was, in fact, a replicant. Well, it depends on which one of the 17 cuts of the original that you've seen. <laughs> Hold on a second. And that's Harrison Ford's Let me finish. right? So here's that's the thing. Harrison Ford, you mean? No. Oh. There is a fan theory oh. that think that people think he is a replicant. Now, here's what's interesting. Who's he, though? What's the actor? Harrison Ford's Deckard's character, Harrison Deckard. Deckard. That's the, what i name of the yeah, character. The Deckard, yeah. So Ridley Scott has gone on record as saying that that was the implication, is that he might have also been... A replicant. Harrison Ford never thought that Deckard was a replicant. I think this movie definitively answers whether or not Deckard is a replicant or not. Hmm. So if nothing else, I'm going to leave it at that. If nothing else, I think that's the reason to see it. If you wanted to get that fan theory answered, this movie does. Now, what this movie doesn't do is tie up a whole lot of loose ends. And I feel like that it actually... Someone want, uh, an editor friend of ours, uh, Andrew Cash, who has been on the show, uh, said that he called Blade Runner the best unnecessary sequel ever. <laughs> uh, and it's true. It's a wonderful movie. Did it need to be made? Absolutely not. But what it's also done is it has necessitated a third movie. I think it needs a third movie to answer all those, oh, those loose sense. Some people argue that no, because the first movie answered a lot of, had a lot of unanswered questions. They could just leave it at that and just never make it again. Yeah. They introduced a lot of characters in the third act that I feel like need to have. We need to see where their story goes. Yep. So, I think I think there needs to be a third movie. Hmm. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. It, mine was a very cryptic review because it's so like nerdy and spoilerific. Like I can't really say much more beyond How that. How many crucifixes yep. did you give? This? Talk about some performances. Yeah. How was Jared Leto? It, uh, Jer- so first off, Jared Leto was good, but he was a kind of a side creepiest. Piece. The two best huh. performances in the movie are Ryan Gosling. And the character named Angel, who is kind of an analog to the Rachel character from the first movie, in that she's a replicant and she she's a secretary. The Daryl Hannah original? You mean the original character? No, Rachel was a character played by Sean Young. Oh, Sean Young's character. That's However, Daryl Hannah was the one of the evil replicants. Right. So she's yeah. kind of a mixture of both, really, because this this person, this Angel, is a sociopath. She's a devil of the highest degree. <laughs> um, there's a scene where she's literally like tactically trying to shoot down Ryan Gosling's hover car while she's getting her nails done. What? Yeah. Like, she has, like, this little VR visor, like, navigating how to Goals. fire. And she's yes. getting her nails done right while she's doing it. It's so it's sick. such a badass kind moment. Kind of a multitasking. Can I, can, I, can I add something? Even though I'm, no, I'm, I'm the only, uh, this is the only movie that two of us have seen. <laughs> okay, uh. go ahead. I thought Anna de Armas, who played uh, Joy, who was um, the, 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 the the sorry the digital Ryan girlfriend. Gosling's like hologram girlfriend that you buy, but they Dude. actually do have like a real personality and real um, like they're, they're kind of sentient. And the relationship they that are. they had and oh how God. well right? she played that character was 
awesome. To be totally fair, nobody in this movie gives a bad performance. Nope. Everyone knocks it out of the fucking park. Good True. shit, dude. Good um, shit. But those... It's a, as an actor, it's really amazing to watch someone's performances and ask yourself, how the fuck did they pull that off? Hmm. And there's a moment in that movie where I'm like, how the fuck did he pull that off? Uh, it was there. Just It's really cool to sit in awe of someone do that work. Aww. So um, You're all inspired and shit. Aww. Yeah. That's cute. So, and if you thought that Harrison Ford's been phoning it in in any of his more recent performances, <laughs> he fucking emotes like a motherfucker in this movie. Good stuff, dude. Well, I know one of the one of the things that you mentioned too was like fewer people than expected went to go see it. Um, I don't know. I guess like I, it's not one that I went to go see because like uh, you know take away my nerd card, you know, uh, fake geek girl. I haven't seen the original Blade Runner. Yeah. To be fair, I hadn't seen it until early 2016. Okay, so so like I don't I don't know if it's one of those that like I feel like it has or at least for a certain time it had a particular following and is very famous within the lexicon of sci-fi. But I feel like there may have been a good chunk of people who maybe felt like they would have needed to have seen the original Blade Runner in order to go. Nah, this, you honestly, you don't. It explains everything you need to know. Okay. Does it help? Save me some time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But more for the pre- the appreciation that, like of the things oh, yeah, I was mentioning right. but you can see it I, I would recommend seeing it but you don't have to no that's right no. okay and the original is was polarizing because it, it the original bombed at the box office it got a cult following and it's because the movie was marketed and this one was marketed but fulfills more on the sci-fi aspect but it the first one has a lot of great shots, a lot of great sci-fi shots, but it's it's like a film noir detective story that is just set in this futuristic world. Exactly. Cool. It's not have this the new one is way more heavy on the special effects and incorporating the sci-fi aspects. Mm. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. So how many crucifixes? I give it Actually, I like the Hail Marys. How many, <laughs> the Hail, how many Hail Marys? Because you really can't get more what Catholic is, than a Hail Mary. What is your penance um, for this film, What Brian? is your penance for this film? <laughs> your penance for this film is you must see this movie five times <laughs> and tell five people <laughs> after each viewing. That, that adds up to... Five different uh, people. Five different people after each viewing. Oh no, um, I, I <laughs> Peace be unto you. If we're, going, uh, if we're going in decades of the rosary... Um, <laughs> I would give it. Your max is five on a standard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I give God. it. I give it four and a half out of five Hail Marys. Ooh. Five five movies are like perfect. Dude. So yeah. I have a high standard for five. So four and a half right. or four out of five Hail Marys. That's a that's nothing to sn- to sniff at. That's all bad. right, Brian. So just so we can that's get a barometer. To yourself at. <laughs> just so we can get a barometer. I'm going to name off a couple movies and you immediately give them star ratings without thinking about it. Okay, okay. Jaws. Uh, four. You're dead to me. <laughs> Jaws is clearly a five. Everybody would have said five. I'm not even going to say another <laughs> one. You've disappointed me so much. Brian, uh, Sean, did you see the Spielberg documentary on HBO? I did and not. It's so good. It's so good. I oh, need to see it, though. It'll make you cry, just like a Spielberg. Let's get a female talking. Um, <laughs> Excusez-moi? Excusez-moi. No, I'm just saying that I've I've been no, the no. focal point of this episode no, for no, a little bit cool. longer. Okay. So let's get a female talking. <laughs> This is a fair and balanced podcast. Yes. Just like Fox News. Just like the Fox News. The the Fox News. (laughs) Gina, would you like to go? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, So the other night I went and I saw Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Yeah, I want to see it so bad. Which was super cool. Um, I know I mentioned my excitement about it when we recorded the Wonder Woman episode. Yes. 
because a lot of, I believe, that film pulled from the book that I also very heavily promoted called mm. The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lepore. Um, the Secret History of Wonder Woman was a great biopic. Um, it was under two hours. It was about an hour and 45 minutes. And it skipped a lot of like the early stuff and focused very primarily on the relationship that William Marston had with his wife, Elizabeth Marston, and then um, the other woman that they brought into their relationship named Olive Byrne. Um, and then it very much focused around uh, Marston's career in developing things like the lie detector, um, which had come before. So they skewed the timeline a little bit. Um, what they did was they focused on his teaching and, you know, he and his wife being uh, teachers and professors and working with Olive Byrne on certain experiments. And then ultimately... Um, coming to terms with, you know, sexuality and things like that. One of the things that I really enjoyed about it was the way in which they depicted the romantic relationship between um, the two women, between Elizabeth Marston and Olive Byrne. Um, because oftentimes when you see uh, relationships, or especially um, uh, female relationships, um, you know, two women. I'm not going to say necessarily lesbian because the, the two women didn't necessarily define themselves as lesbian. They were more, um, pansexual or polyamorous. Um, and so they, but it is, you know, two women in love. Um, and so the way that they depicted it was that, you know, Olive Byrne had more feelings for Elizabeth Marston than she did for William Marston. Um, hmm. And then, you know, the first kind of love scene with all of them is more focused around Olive and Elizabeth than it is with William Marston himself. Um, because you you kind of see Olive get upset and leave and Elizabeth goes after her and they, they end up kissing. And, you know, William Marston comes in and when he came in, I, you know, my worry was that, oh, great, this is going to be, you know, a, a you know, two women relationship that is now going to be very like depicted as being from the male gaze and very eroticized and almost voyeuristic. Um, but it wasn't that way. Hmm. Um, what I very much appreciated was you did see this relationship that showed that it, it was a relationship that was kind of built on an equal amount of respect for one another from the three of them. And I said this in the Wonder Woman episode, and I'm going to say it again, because the the relationship I do very much define as polyamorous because Olive Byrne was a romantic partner for both Elizabeth and William Marston, not just him or just her. Um, and so the, this, this movie focuses primarily on that. And there are aspects of it that it does sensationalize a little bit more. Um, it very much, uh, puts an emphasis on this, um, like kind of pattern of, um, trust and like submission nice. that he focused on in his studies, but they, they play it up a little bit more than it was, you know, done historically. Um, it's not even until about half to three quarters of the way through the film that you actually get him trying to design Wonder Woman. Nice. Um, like you see little echoes of it, like, you know, the Amazons and that sort of thing through it. And the whole framing device that the film uses is Marston kind of being 
interviewed and interrogated by, um, I forget what the name of the, the, the association was, but it was basically the, the ones that would go in and try to censor different works for, you the know, comics commission. It was, yeah, it was the comics commission that wanted to censor it because it was like not appropriate for family and it was lewd yeah. and erotic. And it's all based of off thing. of uh, seduction of the innocent, which was actually completely complete hokum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and so, Oakum, huh? right. And so the, that's kind of used as the framing device and then it catches, so it catches up to that. And then, you know, there's a couple, you know, little bits at the end. Um, so it, it does sensationalize their relationship a little bit more, I think, than I, I would have cared. Cause really, you know, because I loved reading the secret history of Wonder Woman, like I, I think I went in expecting a little bit more of a documentary. Mm. Um, and it was an, or, you know, a little bit more of a documentary style biopic. And it wasn't what I expected, but I went with three of my girlfriends and we all really enjoyed it. But it's also unfortunate that this particular film, because it wasn't some big kind of blockbustery thing and it was released, you know, several more months after Wonder Woman was released and it was seen as kind of a more art house kind of picture. Um, it was only kind of around for like two weeks. I actually only just saw it um, a couple days ago and I had to wait till I got off work at 6.30 and the only place that was showing it was a theater in Santa Clara at like 10 p.m. The Damn. camera three. It no, it wasn't camera three. It was, Which uh, one was, it? It, was the, it was the AMC Mercado 20. Oh, um, okay. But they only had it showing and in the one screen at that time. And then there were like a few other theaters in the area that were showing it, but they were all showing it um, like before noon. And I work wow. on Saturdays. So I, we went, ended up going to see it at like fucking 10 PM. Yeah. So I'm like stumbling home after watching this. Well, but, so there was something you were damn. saying that I want to make sure is that the distinction is very clear because you talk the movie obviously deals with two different factors, pansexuality and polyamory. And the yeah. two are distinct. Yeah. So, so pol- elements. Yeah. yeah. So pan, pansexuality, um, I could very well be using that, um, incorrectly in this case. Pansexuality is that when a person is attracted to any person, any gender, um, you know, whatever they, they look or present as, because that's, you know, what you're attracted to. I, be- I am going to say, I believe I use that incorrectly earlier because this is very much a, a straight man attracted to two women. Um, you do have a two women that are attracted to both men and women, but you know, men and women that then may define themselves as more bisexual Mm. because, you know, you didn't necessarily have that exploration of like gender fluidity and stuff back in in that time. So I am going to admit, I do believe I use pansexual, um, incorrectly earlier yeah, and it's um, and not, I appreciate you mentioning that no and it's fine it's, it's actually brings the point up even more so because i think one of the biggest misconceptions about either bisexuality or pansexuality is that people with that orientation are polyamorous and it's not no that at all yeah people of pansexuality or bisexual orientation are more likely to actually be in monogamous relationships just like anybody would want to yeah. Right. I think what was refreshing to this is you, about this film was you all you you do get the opportunity to see people in polyamorous relationships huh. um, as well as, you know, people explore being able to explore their sexuality 
whatever it may be. Because very often you see the erasure of those particular stories, especially in cases of um, bisexual individuals, because bisexual individuals are attracted to both genders. It's, you know, if you are a bisexual woman and you are then in a committed relationship with a, you know, a straight man or, you know, a, a man who is attracted to you, there is somewhat that bisexual erasure of it's just, you know, kind of like, oh, well, you know, just pick one or the other, mm-hmm. or it's just like, oh, you're, you're, you know, straight or you're a lesbian or whatever. And so that, that happens. And so when you see this kind of group of the three of them, mm-hmm. you get the exposure to that different style of relationship as well, which is really fascinating. Because he's a white cis male. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, well, okay. How many meatballs? I would, you know what? I'd give it like four meatballs. Hmm. Out um, of five? Yeah, I'd give it, yeah, four, probably four, four out of five meatballs. What was lacking? Um, lacking, I think it was a little bit slow mm. in some places. Um, and again, I think part, I think part of it was, I think I was expecting like a little bit more because they do, you know, promoted as being like Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. I think I expected a little bit more focus on the journey of, and the struggles of creating Wonder yeah. Woman. Within the, um, the guise within, of it within, being about Wonder Woman. Yeah, within the context of, you know, their relationship and everything. Right. Um, and with the whole, you know, recent hurrah of Wonder Woman. Yeah. You'd think it'd be pretty uh, on trend. Yeah, but o- overall, it was very good. And again, like, one of my other worries that I was happily proved wrong was that when it did have, the, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, a bunch of sex either. Yeah. So don't 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 go into this movie Aww. thinking you're just gonna get some like hot girl on girl action. Well, why no, that's what Showtime and Cinemax are for. <laughs> but like Sean yeah, and I are like, get your shit straight, there's, man. There's there's like one sex scene and it's but it's oh. not like, you oh. know, super graphic or anything. It's mm. actually really beautiful. Um and I think, you know, again, my worry was like, great, it's gonna it's gonna turn, you know, super like porny and mm-hmm. you know it's gonna be sensationalized because it's yes. two women but it wasn't and it was, cool. it was yeah. really refreshing and nice. it's not Lars von Trier's version of the movie <laughs> or David Cronenberg right. for that David Cronenberg yeah. exploding yeah. heads and full penetration a Cronenberg <laughs> and von Trier well, no, presentation Cronenberg did, <laughs> did some movie with Holly Hunter and uh, uh fuck what's his name David Spader that was very very sexual David uh, Spader, James Spader. Sorry, James Spader. Yes, yeah. David Spader. I mean, like David, David Spader. Oh, David yeah, Spader, which is David mashup. Spader, David James Sp- Spader's voice, and it's super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry. Oh, David. Spade. Mea culpa. Um, James Spader and Holly Hunter. Um, you, Brian. That's why I said that. Um, my apologies. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. Good to know, man. Good. To Sean. Sean Z. Yes, so I got to see Kingsman the Golden Circle twice. Finally. Once because uh, my my dad, for so for our birthdays, we always get to pick whatever movie we go see. And my dad wanted to see that because he likes spy shit. Uh, <laughs> and he thought the first one was hilarious. So we saw it with him. And then I saw it with my wife, Katie, because she wanted to see it because we both loved the first one. First one I'm gonna is say right now, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, I'm going to say right now, it is not as good as the first one. Oh, it doesn't have a singular scene that is so epic like the church scene that it's like groundbreakingly awesome, but it has a lot more action throughout. That's pretty it has violent Julianne and pretty Moore, cool dude. and pretty funny. Doesn't it have Julian uh, Moore? So let's start from the beginning. So when we get the, the movie starts, it turns out that Eggsy is uh, has is in a relationship with the with the princess that he saved from the first one that 
The Swedish let princess. Let him, you know. Yes. The Swedish princess that uh, he got to bang in the ass because he saved the world because that's what she promised him at the end. That's Remember? right. He gets anal. Yeah, so they're in a relationship. So it kind of softens that, you know, part of the <laughs> end of the first one a little bit. Is like, there well, at least a graphic again. scene that takes place, though? That I didn't, What's the graphic scene that takes place in this movie? Okay, that's not ruining much, but let's... Okay, there's a point where one of the bad guy's girlfriends needs to have a tracker put on her. So this little tracker is on a finger condom that's in this little case, and you basically have to get your fingers up inside in order to drop the tracker. That's what it's meant to be in that area. Wow. So, yeah, that happens. Damn. <laughs> like above the little like notch area, yeah, basically? but totally consensual. It happens Sorry. at Glastonbury Women's Music Festival. Women's vaginas are not like shelves, okay? <laughs> yeah. The notch. It's the the violence is 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 still there. Sorry. It's pretty funny. <laughs> There was a so I'm not ruining anything because they show it in the preview that Colin first character is miraculously alive. Mm-hmm. Remember he got shot in his eye. Yeah, something. Yeah, like that. so he's miraculously alive. But the part that I thought was kind of stupid was so when they shot him in the head, they put some sort of gel over his thing. That's something that the statesmen have, which is the United States of America's version of Kingsman, an independent in- intelligence agency. Uh, with Who are a bunch f- of cowboys, basically? They're, no, they, they're, the Statesman is a whiskey company. And so that's their <laughs> like shell corporation. Is Statesman is like this giant whiskey distillery, but it also you know is headquarters for... And they all have different liquor names. Like, of uh, course it is. Yeah, so Channing Tatum is tequila. <laughs> uh, the dude from Narcos, whose name escapes me, is whiskey. Oh, um, and then Jeff Bridges, who's like the the head of uh, the crew, is champagne. But anybody who knows better calls me champ. <laughs> and what's Holly Berry's name? Because she's the female Merlin. Oh shit! Name. What is Harry, Holly Berry's name? Fuck. That's a great name for a spy. Is it? It's something booze related. Is it <laughs> gin? Fuck. Is no. It, is it, no. Wow. No. Hennessy. No, it's not Kavasi. Alize. Alize. No. Alize. <laughs> Crown no, Royal. Out what it is. <laughs> Somebody. No. Sorry. I'm sorry. That, I just, that may have been inappropriate. No, I'm so I just, sorry. I just had to laugh when Sean was describing the the graphic scene. This is all an audio podcast, and we're even seeing it through Skype, but Sean very explicitly <laughs> did the, the flickering. We all know what he was doing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you guys, no. The, her name this. is... Okay, Sean, Emotion. no. Her name is Ginger. <laughs> ginger, that's right, because whiskey, ginger, you know. Okay. Ginger. God damn it. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Holly, wait, okay, so they're all named after booze, Holly Berry's name is Ginger, and she is, uh, she's like Merlin, she's the one that's like the person, the, she's the, the chick strong. in the chair, the mm, chick yeah. in the chair that's, you know, manipulating all the technology that, for all the tracking and the hacking. <laughs> yeah, so. She texts, she texts the tech. Yeah, I don't want to ruin too much, because there's some cool surprises in it. The one big surprise is the cameo by a certain musician who will remain nameless. If you looked it up, you probably know who it is now. It's Sting, uh, isn't it? It's no, got to be Sting. It's no. But who it is and how they use this person is amazing. Oh. Okay. Is it fucking Jimmy Buffett, like, in Jurassic no. Park? No. Just think of... <laughs> this is Jimmy just Buffett think of... running around with okay. his... Okay, ha- let's play a little game. Let's see if you can guess based on what I'm about to say. Would you like to play a game? Imagine a real... Like, <laughs> imagine a musician that's really known for extravagant costumes... Elton John. ...utilizing the platform shoe on that costume... To do like a spinning fucking Street Fighter kick to someone's face. Was was, was Prince? It Elton John? Elton John. Elton John. Yeah, that's Roxy, what I said. Roxy said Elton John like fucker? two seconds into. What do you think I was gonna say? You think I was gonna I'm say the little... ghost of David Bowie? All right. <laughs> 
Ghost of David Bowie, Ghost of Prince. Ghost of Prince, Ghost of David Bowie, Ghost of fucking... No, but okay, so yeah, we ruined it. Elton John. Ghost of Freddie Mercury. Dude, no, Elton John all the way. But when you first see Elton John, you're like, oh, that was a cool, quick cameo. And then you're like, you keep seeing him throughout the movie. Like, he, <laughs> he probably did a few days. That's awesome. He just pops in and he's just like, hello. 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 No, Caps. no. So It's been a while not, since okay. I've done a movie. I think the last movie so I did it, was Tommy. <laughs> but the big bad in this movie is Julianne Moore, who runs a drug cartel that controls all the drugs in the fucking world. Dude, yes. <laughs> so she at one point, just when everybody was being kidnapped, all the famous people and dignitaries are not being kidnapped, but like, you know, disappearing to be part of, uh, to avoid the call from the first movie. Uh-huh. Remember when that was happening? Yeah. yeah. The Sam yeah. Jackson. Okay, so, yeah. Cell phone when that virus. was happening, right. Julianne Moore's character took advantage of everybody disappearing and just kidnapped Elton John and like forces him to perform in her little theater. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. This sounds like yeah. surprising. So do they like rescue him and that's like basically? No, they go to rescue, him, but he. There's this one. Po- All I'm saying is there's this one point where you're just gonna be like, oh my god, and then Elton John's face is gonna just quickly go into frame. And one of his songs is gonna blare. And you're going to shit your pants laughing. <laughs> uh, why do I think about Zoolander when you're saying all of this? Uh, like, there, uh, there wasn't quite Zoolander elements to it. It wasn't really that kind what, of Kidnapping humor. celebrities and brainwashing yeah. them? Yeah. And I didn't want to give too much away. And my, my you know, synopsis here is kind of all over the place. But let's just say the movie was good. You could definitely wait to see it on uh, home video. Elton John wasn't supposed to kill the prime minister of Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the Prime Minister of Malaysia! <laughs> Relax, don't do it. Let you go, don't do it. Okay. Relax, don't do it. How many dildos, Sean? You learn martial arts! <laughs> <laughs> but why male model? <laughs> In the computer. <laughs> Prime right, Minister well, of well, Malaysia, bad! Martial arts, good! <laughs> What's, what's okay. your what's your Sean, rating, Sean? How many dildos? How many dildos? I'm giving it three and three quarters dildos. Oh, three shoot. and three quarters. Wow. I couldn't say it's a four. It's definitely not as good as the first one. It was. Uh, it. I think I expected more of it. Maybe I shouldn't have because some people didn't really take the first one seriously, even ones that liked it. Like, yeah. yeah, but it's just ridiculous. I like. Um, what's the actor's name? Taron um, Egerton. Ter- yeah. He, by the way. So fun fact. He's so awesome. He. If you saw the movie Sing, he plays the uh, gorilla. Right. <laughs> and he actually sang Elton John's I'm Still Standing. Hmm. And he's fucking brilliant. I'm still and standing. apparently, after meeting him in this movie on Kingsman, Elton John wants him to play uh, him uh, in an Elton <gasps> in John biopic. biopic. That's so, amazing. Taron Egerton is going to be playing Elton John in an Elton John biopic. Oh, and he's going to do all the singing for it. Dude. I'm so fucking excited. That's rad. That's awesome. Quick. Quick segue on that note. Have you guys seen that picture from the Entertainment Weekly of Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury? As Freddie Mercury, yes. Scary. So So good. good. But, okay. But wait a second. More importantly, Brian, this whole time you knew that Elton John was in the movie, the whole time you let me fucking spit out hot air? No. And the whole time I I remembered after you (laughs) had mentioned it. After Um, Roxy guessed it two seconds in. Yeah, then Roxy guessed it, and I didn't hear it. Whatever. I'm sorry. It's my fault. Yeah, everything's your fault. Everything. Um, okay, cool. So, uh, Sean, can I also say when you said three quarter dildos, I thought of like a little mini dildo. Three and three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> little little bullet kind. Just or two kind. Little pocket rocket. Two, <laughs> and then one that's, that's so like a little cute. shorter. Yeah. So, 
I'm going to talk about Thank you for demonstrating, Sean. The most recent audio podcast. <laughs> Netflix offering called Gerald's Game. Ah, yes. Uh based off of a Stephen King short story or novella? Yeah. Um It's and... about the old guy who plays chess with himself, right? Beep, 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 yeah. That's... It's the it's the short film at the beginning of one of the uh yeah, it's the a, Toy Story movies. It's a right? Pixar short. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's it's a full film with uh, everything that Pixar is not about. Um <laughs> And it yeah. stars Carla Gugino, a longtime collaborator of Zack Snyder's. If you've seen Watchmen, she played she Miss Jupiter. She was so expected number one. Yeah. And then... Um, she, was she was totally Sin the mom in Spy Kids. She was the mom in Spy Kids. <laughs> what else was she in? Sin uh, City. If you, if you saw Sin City, she was one of those vixens. How dare you not mention son-in-law? Uh, fucking son-in-law! <laughs> Becca! <laughs> Jesus! Becca. So Becca son-in-law, and son-in-law. I got one worse. Yeah. Snake Eyes. And she was also on Spin City. Spin City. Hey guys, Spin what City. else? What was the one um, called? Spin the, the, City. Oh my god, I loved it too. I'm totally blanking. She on was it. on Spin City and Sin City. Yeah, yes. lots of cities. Um, Soccer Punch. That's what I was thinking yeah. about. Yes. Oh right. Yeah. She's a really well, like she's a really recognizable character actress. She's so great. And yeah. then the guy who plays every single president you could ever think about. Every time there's a need for an American president, Morgan Freeman. Fucking Douglas? no, Bruce Greenwood. You oh, guys don't I know get. his name. Name, but you know who he fucking <laughs> looks like. He's played the president 13 times. Holy shit. Crazy. You know, it's right, because he's even played JFK. Yeah, yeah a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you know what's boy. even crazier is that he's also been the voice of Batman a couple times. Totally. His Batman is fucking awesome. He's amazing. <laughs> and he's too, like super, super, super under, underrated. Wait a but... second, guys. What? I think he's the fucking president in Kingsman 2, too. No! <laughs> <laughs> That is classical. Oh, my God. Okay, well, anyway, they play a married couple. They go away for the weekend to their country house, and all hell breaks loose. Basically, he ends up taking a Viagra pill, um, and they're getting kinky. She gets handcuffed to the bed. Um, the keys are far away enough to where, you know, the danger is already, already – the stakes are already heightened from the get-go. I mean, you are totally engrossed in this movie. I was like, holy fuck, this is going to get real. Um, sure enough, you know uh, – Something he uh, he I guess I could reveal it because it was already in the trailer. Um, He has a heart attack because he has a bad reaction to the Viagra. Oh shit! Um, That's why I was worried it was gonna happen. So she's stuck there basically. Yeah, she's literally trapped. Yeah, and there's like this rabid dog that keeps walking around their neighborhood and actually gets in their house and takes like all these chunks out of the husband. He's like eating the husband. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, I checked. Bruce Greenwood definitely the president in the other movie. <laughs> that is fan fucking tastic. Um, so this the, movie sounds horrific. The movie starts off Ugh. very graphic, and uh, you know, rightfully so. I mean, it, it's a Stephen King movie. You're gonna get enthralled yeah, in the so. first few yeah. minutes. It, the shit happens. Um, and here's the thing: what really, really drew me in is that this movie ended and turned a total 180 from how it started. What you think of as a like thriller turns into this like beautiful drama. And uh I I think it's not a coincidence that I got to like watch this movie because it's all about one woman overcoming her childhood abuse. And you know, I I was so touched I think by how how it all came together because you don't expect it to whatsoever. But one thing that happens to her is that as she's trapped, she begins to hallucinate. 
and she's actually hallucinating her dead husband in his natural like he's actually alive and you know moments before he dies so he's just like you know totally normal and then she actually hallucinates herself as herself and so she's talking to herself and her dead husband and the three of them are just like arguing with each other and it becomes this kind of like awesome little mini like kind of like there's so much dark humor in these these scenes as she hallucinates um but then she also has flashbacks back to her childhood and a lot of the themes of like her being trapped in bad relationships um and trapped by basically the abuse that her father um you know committed upon her as a child um it all comes to light in this really incredible way and there's this like really crazy sort of tie-in with this um like mass murderer that's actually haunting the neighborhood that she that they're in um that actually like he like okay so she's still stuck <laughs> right so she's stuck Holy to the shit. bed. Number she's one, stuck to the bed. there's a dog. And rabbit a dog. There's a rabbit dog, Mass and murderer. there's a serial killer. But the Husband's killer, dying or dead. she thinks like he appears to her as the angel of death, and he comes up to her and he shows her this bag full of these little trinkets, and they look like offerings that somebody would give to like an angel of death, like oh, you wow. know, pass on. Like there's all these beautiful like allegories to like you know death, and I'm like, oh fucking Stephen King, man, he's so good. Um, and sure enough, as it turns out, she finds out that he, um, the reason he looked so menacing is because he has this, like, genetic disease. Um, it, like, affects his pituitary gland. I forget what it's called. It's this sort of disease, basically, that makes him, um, he hyperproduces a growth hormone. So mm. he basically morphs into this, like, 10-foot monster. Um, and... Oh my god, you guys, the ending? Holy shit. Long story short, she escapes her bonds in an incredibly teeth-grinding... Oh my god. You guys remember the James Franco fucking... Yeah, that's the image I got. So, can say no more. So you basically get to endure that as a viewer. Um... And holy shit, Carla Gugino, that's an incredible performance. That's all I'm going to say about how she pulled that Give that, that shit woman off. an Emmy. Dude, for real. Um, how she pulls through all of that, I don't know. But goddamn, talk about a story of survival. So you will finish this movie feeling very hopeful and very, like, excited because, like, she gets her fucking just desserts because of what fucking happens to her. And I... You know, now that I think about it, I would definitely give this, give this uh, five out of five kebab skewers. It was pretty, pretty close to perfect for a short. I mean, it wasn't even that long of a movie. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's very straightforward. Um, But the metaphors that it explores, um, the imagery, you guys, the cinematography is like beautiful. Like, there is some gorgeous filmmaking happening here, Um, especially in the flashback scenes and the the hallucinations. You're like, oh, shit. Um, Cool. It's a really good Halloween movie, so I recommend it to it. Fantastic. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. So, Gerald's Game. Check it. Yeah, Netflix is killing it at putting out stuff right at the right season for Halloween. Dude, seriously. Another one just came out called 1922, I think is what it's called. Another Stephen King novella awesome film yeah well i think on that note listeners we hope you've enjoyed our quick little reviews comments on what's available should we get to feedback let's let's do do it. it 
listener feedback. Yeah. We haven't gotten any email feedback, but we've been getting a lot of love over Twitter lately. Uh, you stand corrected, sir. We did receive an email as of 5.30 this evening. What? Oh, wow. Ellie. Yeah. Read it. Okay. So this is from Ellie, and this is subject for Sarah, mostly. All right. Is Ellie the one who did the huge She's the 12-year-old. To Sean? She's our, Girl. like, yeah. teenage, uh, basically badass fan 14, that sorry, we she's adore not her. Yeah. And she's amazing. She's the one who gave Sean a litany of insults that she were is. amazing. She yep. Did. You guys should go back and listen to it. I think, how many episodes back is that? It's probably five or six. It's quite a few. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she says, my dear nerds, I know that you haven't heard from me for a while, partly to spare you the thought that a newly 15, happy birthday, yeah, not happy that birthday. it makes it better. Um, she says, it's not to, uh, partly to spare you the thought that a newly 15, parentheses, not that it makes it better, girl is listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> it's okay. Even though you're underage, listen to an explicit podcast. Don't tell mom or dad. Um, or your principal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or, or any adults in that matter. To that, I say, better than porn, and this is the only way that I can keep up with the Nerdonomy family because NOH is not running anymore. Anyways, this is mainly for Sarah, who I miss very dearly, but know she's listening. So, Sarah, this is taking me a while to finally write this down, but I want to let you know that you inspired me to pursue my own activism in protesting kill shelters and pit bull discrimination. And I'm now volunteering at an animal shelter. Thank you for your inspiration. And I want you to know that you are one of my activism role models. I love you all, Ellie. P.S. Gina, you are an awesome addition to NOF. And I love Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings as much as you do. P.P.S. Sean, <laughs> I can't finish this without insulting it. you. <laughs> your face makes onions cry. <laughs> You're the reason the gene pool needs a lifeguard. Damn. <laughs> you're you're that idiot who says, I love the Avengers and is really talking about the Uma Thurman one. <laughs> that's the worst one. That's the worst one. Someone have someone get some out because that was a sick burn. That was a good one. Oh, Brian would watch Alien if it meant you would leave. <laughs> <laughs> the closest description of your face is a dead basset hound overlaid over a baboon's butt and my opinion of you is so low that dot 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 even lower than your IQ burn. damn I do have eyes like a basset hound that one burned you look like you look Dude, like droopy dog I love <laughs> Ellie I love you oh, oh my god I love you Ellie. you're the you're the kid sister I never had Aww. thanks Ellie yeah. Just remember that in four years, I'm going to unload some horrendous shit on you, but I'm going to wait. <laughs> I don't want to verbally abuse a minor. <laughs> we do not. the podcast. We do not. In, yeah, no. Ellie, you're fantastic. You are growing into quite the most impressive young nerdling, and we are honored to support that growth, however which way you grow or potential growth, lack thereof. Or, yeah. or lack thereof. It's, ni it's nice to know we're reaching the youth. We're reaching the youths. I love As it. As she no. chips away at my ego, <laughs> she totally. is growing. It's like 
she's giving herself power with every swing of the pickaxe. As she should. Seriously. I feel like I feel like Ellie is somehow like some wormhole opened up and she's like somehow like your daughter from the future or something. Oh, that makes like, so much come sense. Back and just Can be I, like, I just, fuck you, Dad. Fuck you, Dad. I just gotta say, oh Ellie, my Ellie. Oh Ellie, my Ellie. <laughs> oh god. Standing on my desk. Sounds a little creepy, Brian, but What's that's it? okay. Is it creepy? It's like it's like Dead Poet Society. If Dead you didn't Poet know Society. it was from the context of Dead Poet Society, it would yes. be creepy. That's what that's the context that it's in. <laughs> Just Still so we creepy. all know. Okay. Um so that's the only email feedback we got. However, Way to swing that in. However, we have been getting some love over Twitter. The twi- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get all the So we, we have a couple of things. First from all, at all, holding mid ninety one. Uh, I just want to thank the nerds for reminding me how amazing film can be. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Oh, we love you too. And we love you too. We wish you knew your name. Okay. Um, <laughs> there are a bunch from a few, if you Napa thirteen hundred. Like uh, Napa thirteen hundred, which was is actually a former teacher of mine. That's awesome. Um, oh. <laughs> um, first off, we've had a which ton one of is it? She says we had the same teachers. Cool. I'll tell you off off there. God damn it. Give me some initials. No. No. We said, we said their Twitter handle, so. Napa1300. Yeah, if you look up their Twitter handle, you're going to know Brian, who Brian, read all the mashups, man. Okay, sorry, thank you. So first of all, <laughs> this is from at Tala Beverly. Um, Return of the King and I. <laughs> oh, or The Princess Bridesmaids. Would watch. Dude, would totally watch. Okay, we have more. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> the importance. So we started to kind of get requests that were off formula, but that's fine. At J underscore cutting says, uh, the importance of being Ernest P. Whirl. <laughs> oh my God. That is beautiful. Oh um, that is gorgeous. They also mentioned it happened one night at the Roxbury. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, and, uh, the Dukes of O Hazar Batlazar. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hang on. He's got more. He's got more. Uh, at J underscore cutting. Uh, can't die hardly wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> stagecoach Carter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stagecoach, but it's also a basketball coach. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring, of course, Sean's favorite actor. Um the My seven. favorite actor is Inanimate Objects. Yeah. The Seven the Samurai, but Seven with the Seven and David the Fincher the David Seven? F- 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 oh, my seven. God. I would totally watch that. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, yes. Oh, my God. Give it to me. That's uh, How High and Low. <laughs> um, Shallow Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so ooh, dark. Rough. But personally... In my opinion, the PS de Resistance, Star Trek Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the mashup we didn't know we needed. There's more. Jedi There's entered. more. That was oh just one God. tweet. There is more. John Jay Cutting has no time or has lots of free time on his hands. No time. Here we go. Uh, Avengers: Age of Adeline. <laughs> John Carpenter's The Lion Thing. Oh my God. Meow. <laughs> yeah. Cries and Horse Whisperer. <laughs> 
Uh, point Unbreakable. Ooh, I like it. He mentioned a Dark Knight's Tale, which I had mentioned a Dark before. Knight's Tale. And this one is also PS de Resistance. I want fucking take all my money. My Fair Lady Hawk. Oh. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I love that. Dude, Lady Hawk is my Henry Higgins. Wait, listen to this, listen to this. Henry Higgins has to educate Eliza Doolittle, but here's the catch. During daytime, she is a hawk. And during nighttime, he is a wolf. <laughs> Dude, sign me the fuck up. I want this. So there's now. only this tiny brief little moment in time at Twilight where they have where he can educate her on edu- on, on elocution. I'm a hawk, I am <laughs> The rain falls madly on the plume. <laughs> I, I think my favorite was the importance of being, of being Ernest P. Worrell. That's but so yet, good. So good. Uh, is there more? Oh my god! Is there I think one? there's more. Oh my god! There's, there's one more. more. Oh my god! <gasps> Tell me. So uh, he said, "Thanks. I mostly want to see my fair lady hawk." <laughs> right. The lion thing is too brutal. Imagine Pumbaa's chest opening up to eat Sarabi's foreleg. Oh god! No. Why would you say that? Dear oh, Jesus. God, um, he's going into it. Yeah. So what did your t- former teacher say though? What was her tweet? Just because nerds are cool. She yeah. she responded to us like four years after we had replied to her. That's cute. <laughs> so I also noticed that on the Twitter, people have lately been retweeting my Australian boyfriend's old tweet <laughs> about me like Tom masturbating Whippy. in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom had mentioned it himself, and they thought that was hilarious. <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, like uh, while Nerdonomy is podcasting, Roxy is or at Roxy Noberry is sitting in the corner masturbating. Masturbating <laughs> definitely an anatomy's cute factor. Oh, that was that was much on, appreciated. That was on my ep- that was on uh, one of the was we it talk about Spider Man or something? Nice. I remember because that was that was really? something I said because it was like the the me where it was like we're all podcasting and Roxy's just sitting here masturbating. It was you, wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? Um, well, you caused you'd be happy to know milk to come through Tom's nose. <laughs> As a result of that. So that was also in the tweet. And people have been, like, retweeting it randomly. So I'm just kind of like, all right, fuck it. Like, cool, man. Everyone is very supportive Everyone of is your burgeoning su- sexuality. Supportive of my bedroom habits. <laughs> I completely endorse this. And we're just no saying, Tom, game. if you come to the States and you come to, you know, the Bay Area, you're definitely going to have a bed to sleep on. Apparently, you will. If you will come here, in it. you can come here. <laughs> you can come anywhere. anywhere <laughs> Take that as you will. <laughs> Good sir. Have, have all the tweets also been hashtagging gymnastics? Yes, yes. a lot of them have been doing hashtag gymnastics. That's another thing, Brian, is <laughs> taking off. I really think you should take up the t-shirt idea. Oh my god. I support I this. I kind of want that. Thank yeah, you everyone for our feedback. Brian, how can people give us more? Actually, I really think Sean should be the one who tells us how Sean, to become a feedbacker. Regale us with the tales. <laughs> if you'd like to give us if you'd like to give us feedback, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, uh, or Instagram. But I mean it's tough to hit us up via Instagram because I don't think we check the messages very often. No, but we can. the best way to get a hold of us is to go to our website, hit the talk to us button, that'll send an email to all of us, and then we will likely read your feedback. So make it embarrassing or I don't know, completely destroy me from the inside like Ellie. Mm. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, by the way, new little update. If you want to send um you know, some love, some um, girls, and some straight-up harassment to Gina. <laughs> uh, you can... she oh, has right. She has an email address now. You can email her at Gina yeah. at Nerdonomy.com. Yeah, it's yeah. Gina spelled G-I-N-A. Or you I'm can... I'm a little disappointed it wasn't yeah. damn Gina at... 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Gina at nerdonomy.com. If, yeah. if any of you want to make, like, damn Gina memes, mm-hmm. where it's like a picture of me and Martin. Oh, Lord, I'm working yes. on it right now. Cool. Consult the Photoshop. Again, if anybody wants to make me a t-shirt that just says, I am a delight in all caps. <laughs> I am a size large in unisex t-shirts. I would buy that. that hey, we have the holidays coming up, so if you guys want to send us stuff, uh, we have a P.O. box. <laughs> Stuff. Stuff and things, Carl. Stuff and things. We do Stuff have a, a P.O. box, which we'll have to pay for pretty soon. Oh, uh, God, Brian. Is that, that the P.O. box information is all on the website? Oh, yeah. It is on the website. Sweet. It's on nerdonomy.com. I on the love homepage. Athena. Letters Athena. and snail mail. Yes. I, I am running low on my collection of owl coloring books, so hook a girl up. To be fair, actually, we need to check that mailbox. I haven't checked oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Ah, we have, I, I think I checked it in the summer. It was the last I checked oh, it. Oh, Jesus. So. Okay, you know what, guys? What I'm if sorry. someone sent us, like, some farm fresh eggs or something? <laughs> Damn <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you eggs to the mail. Somebody sent us like, what if there was like a body part? In there? We have always said if you <laughs> send us box? something, the box? we've always said if you send us a baked good, you need to let us know. This is true, so that we know to pick it up, so that hey. it doesn't go bad. So that Brian that happened a fucking forget about the peel box. It's like the episode of The Simpsons where they go to the dead letter office <laughs> and Ralph picks up a package and the drug sniffing dogs start going after <laughs> it. He's just like, I got some dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute please don't Aww. send us drugs or dog food apparently you can especially to Sean because it's legal in Colorado yep <laughs> oh yes it is I found out there's a thing there's a service online called you goat mail where you can just send people plush goats <laughs> and I'm so entertained there's a goat oh there's God. a cow that says thinking of moo there's a whale so you can get a whale in the mail my god someone send me Some, a goat someone <laughs> send us a goddamn goat or a whale or please, a moose please send me please. a goat I will take it home I'll take pictures of it having nerdonomy adventures yes. I'll take it to Star Wars with me that's so great <laughs> I'll take oh it God. to Star Wars with me the Star Wars I love it you guys they have, um, they have an evil goat for Halloween right now it's a red goat with like a black goatee and it looks like the devil but it's kind of hilarious fantastic Aww. so nerds um, next month we're going to probably do our karaoke episode but we also were very excited because our next episode will probably be our review of justice league <gasps> as well because it's right. coming because yeah because it's happening it's coming it's out coming. can you feel it i think so oh you know what, <laughs> right. you know what else is coming out soon too thor I think, ragnarok I think so. it might be <gasps> thor. no yeah that comes out sooner our, you know what we may we may have to wait till december for i think the way we planned it i think it's it's fine it'll come we out talk about the 19th right was our original Something. Uh, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, we will get there. And we'll have a special holiday episode. Yes. We're still in the planning stages of that, but yes, you know, indeed. in true Nerdonomy style, we're going we gonna deliver. So anyway, you don't need to hear any of that, but um it is that time, <laughs> nerds. So Pause for edit. None of it. Uh, From the very beginning forward, you didn't need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next exciting episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel. Nerdonomy.com. See ya. Bye. Later. Peace. And roll credits.
now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. You know, my mama, she always told me us Southerners get our good manners from the British. So I was thinking, ain't that a pity? Y'all ain't keep none for yourselves. Y'all ain't never heard of knocking before you enter? <laughs> I love it. And then it. you should have the sound, but before that, you should just hear a, like a dick going into a butt. Uh, well, and then I say that. <laughs>